Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai, the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about the deadliest lake in Africa. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. We are so grateful to have you here. And I wanted to do a shout out for our brand new patrons this past month. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. Taylor, Jordan, Bradley, Sam, and Leah. Thank you so much for taking the time to support our podcast. Plus, they get extra bonus content as from being patrons. They get two bonus episodes now a month. So head over there for $5 a month and get two bonus episodes. Also, it is the very last episode for January. So we have to say happy birthday to Bradley. Thank you so much for sharing your birthday with us, Bradley. And I hope she has the best birthday ever. Make sure to fill out the birthday form in the show notes below or on our website to make sure that your child gets their birthday announced and their birthday month. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the deadliest lake in Tanzania, which is in Africa. So this is called Lake Natron. So Lake Natron is what's known as kind of like a ghost lake. It's actually a salt lake. And if you are from Utah, you're very familiar with the Great Salt Lake. It has very similar qualities to the Great Salt Lake. So it means if you run into a salt lake, it means that the water flows in, but there's no way for the water to flow out. So what happens is the water can only leave the lake through evaporation. So over time, the water will evaporate. It leaves behind a high concentration of salt and other minerals. So this is very similar to the Dead Sea and also the Great Salt Lake. But unlike the Great Salt Lake and the Dead Sea, this lake, Lake Nitron, is extremely alkaline. So alkaline or alkali is kind of like a base that you can dissolve into water. So some characteristics of alkali is it feels soapy, it's very corrosive, and it can burn your skin. The higher the number is over seven on what's known as the pH scale, the stronger the alkali is. It's highly soluble and can be dissolved in water. It has a very bitter taste. It turns red litmus paper blue. 
it can conduct electricity due to the presence of mobile ions, and it's blue or purple on a universal indicator. So breaking this down to make it easier for me to understand, because that was a lot of scientific facts that I'm not sure on yet. So like acids, alkalis can be weak or strong, depending on the nature and the concentration of the ionic salt that composes it. So the strength of the alkali can be found using a universal indicator. So also like acid, the strength of an alkali is rated using the pH scale. So for example, soak and to- soap and toothpaste contain weak alkalis. So these are things that we would typically put in our body, while cleaning products would have a really high high alkali and can burn your skin. So Lake Natron has an extremely high alkaline level due to the high amounts of the chemical natron, which is a mix of sodium carbonate and baking soda in the water. So the water's pH level, which we just talked about, the higher above seven, the stronger it is. It's actually been measured as high as 10.5, which is nearly as high as ammonia is. So they say it's so high it would strip the ink off your Kodiak film boxes within a few seconds. So it would take the ink or the residue off of something very, very quickly. So the water of this lake, it can actually reach 140 degrees Fahrenheit or 60 degrees Celsius. So if you think about it, typically your bath water is about 90 degrees Fahrenheit or 32 degrees Celsius. Like if you get into a hot tub, it's around 100. And so that is how hot the water is in this Great Lake. And surprisingly, there is actually some creatures that live in this lake or around the lake. One of the only fish that lives in this lake is known as the wide-lipped natron tilapia. So it is a small fish and it's actually originally from this hypersaline warm lake in Lake Natron and which that's how come it got its name. In fact, it's actually an invasive species in Florida right now. So you can currently find them in Florida or at this really, really salty lake. You can also find the common natron tilapia and the narrow mouth natron tilapia. So they are all named after this lake. Now, an interesting creature that uses this lake is the flamingo. So if you visit Lake Natron in Tanzania, you will find 75% of the world's 3.2 two million lesser flamingos, the lake's hypersaline water can strip away human skin and it breeds algae toxic to many forms of animal life. But these birds flourish in these conditions thanks to its incredibly adaptable body. So they actually go for these microscopic microscopic blue-green algae and these poisonous plants that they actually produce chemicals that in most animals can fatally damage their cells, their nervous system, and the liver. But the lesser flamingo, however, can consume enormous amounts with no ill effects, except for it does change their color. And that is what gives these beautiful flamingos their pink color is from eating this algae. So they do have really tough skin and scales on their legs that prevent burns from happening. And they can actually drink the water at near the boiling point to collect fresh water from strings, geysers at the lake edges. 
And if there's no fresh water available, flamingos can use this gland in their head that removes salt and drains it from their nasal cavity. Flamingos are absolutely amazing creatures. Since not many other animals can handle this kind of condition, there's not much competition for food, which also makes it the optimal place for flamingos to breed so they can hatch their chicks there and not be worried about predators coming to steal their chicks. So in these salty, toxic paradises is where the flamingo loves to be because flamingos are not solitary creatures. They love to be with their family. They love to have a big, big, big friend group, but they have to have these toxic, salty places and they are very, very rare. So although mostly it's just flamingos that come here, often migrating birds will crash into the lake surface. So what they think is that because it's highly reflective, the chemical dense waters kind of look like a glass door, which will fool the birds into thinking they're flying through an empty space. So it's kind of an illusion for them. So during the dry season, um, this band named Brandt discovered when the water recedes, the birds' bodies were chemically preserved carcasses washing up on the shorelines. He says, it was amazing. I saw entire flocks of dead birds all washed ashore together. Lemming-like. You could literally say a hundred finches washed ashore in the 50-yard stretch. And their bodies were so well-preserved, you knew exactly what they were. I'll post up on our website the series of photos. It's called The Calcified. It's got a bunch of the creatures kind of almost look like statues. They don't even look like they could possibly be real, but they're kind of frozen in time. So I'll make sure to put that on the mysterykidspodcast.com. Well, I hope you learned a bunch about Lake Nitron and definitely learned not to go swimming there, but also that you can see some incredible creatures in this lake. It's amazing what nature can do with even a really horrible, not really useful lake. They can turn it into something beautiful. And in fact, if you see the lake from a distance, it does have the most beautiful, like the most beautiful pinkish reddish tints to it. It's truly a stunning lake. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate all of your help and all of your support. And we will see you next time on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.